0: Uh, we're lucky enough to be joined on the phone by Chris Bishop. He's a hut guy, and he's the 1919, uh, COVID-19 spokesperson. Good morning, Chris, and welcome.
1: Morning, Nick. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit tiny, but uh, concerned the more I read about this, the more I'm lacking confidence in, in the ability for the, for the government to play it with a straight bat and keep it honest. What are your th- thoughts on it?
1: Look, I agree with you, to be honest. It's been frustrating um, at the level of, or the lack of information that's been coming out from the government. I mean, the most obvious one is um, you really have to dig around and ask a lot of questions to find out how many uh, people have not been contacted who are close contacts. So overall, there's about 20,000 close contacts of over 20,000 now. Um, Something like 7,000 of those close contacts have not had any contact from a public health official from a contact tracer yet. So that is obviously pretty concerning. And likewise, with the the close plus contacts, the high-risk contacts, um, there are still um, a a large number of people uh, who have not been contacted uh, either. So... But you know, you never hear these numbers at the one o'clock. Um, they sort of glance over them, um, but they're of course critical to getting this under control. Um, so you sort of have to dig behind the scenes to get the data out. Why? Well, I mean, that's really a question for the government. Um, I would say that, um, you know, frankly, we are we are in the midst of quite a serious outbreak, and um, there's a degree of kind of front-load the good news. You might notice that when the one p.m. press conferences start. Uh, you know, the the Prime Minister or Chris Hipkins or whatever stands up and says, oh, we'll start with the good news. And they unload all this this stuff around vaccines and all the rest of it. They don't mention, by the way, that we've got the slowest vaccine rollout in the developed world. So it's all very well to say that we've done, you know, 80,000 vaccinations yesterday, but we're still the slowest in the developed world. Um, So they front load all the good news and then, um, you know, they kind of back end all the, um, I suppose, concerning news. um, And then they don't give you all the full details of the bad news. Either so, I think people are waking up to it a bit, and um, you know, I'm doing my best in opposition to um, you know, try and get those facts out there, asking questions, and um, prodding things along a bit.
0: Do you feel the media media are avoiding the opposition? Because I've said earlier on the show that you know, in my lifetime, during a crisis, this is the time that you hear from the opposition. We're not hearing anything from the opposition. The only person we're hearing from is Mr. Act.
1: Well, yeah, look, to be fair to the media, you know, they've got this 1pm podium of truth update, and of course that, that kind of um, becomes the story of the day, whatever gets said at 1 o'clock or if there's a 4 o'clock update. Uh, I mean, all I can say is I'm trying our best, I mean, um, it's been good to talk to you this morning and um, outline a few facts, um, but I mean, we're putting out press releases every day, I, you know, I'd love to control the media, I can't, <laughs> it's sort of over to you who you cover, uh, but, um, you know, we've talking about the saline solution debacle at uh, Highbrook, and um, now we find out that there's a second uh, case uh, going on where someone may have not actually been vaccinated properly down in Canterbury. We've been talking about that, talking about the use of saliva testing, which the government still won't move on, even though public health experts have recommended it for over a year, talking about the slow vaccine rollout. Uh, We've got some more announcements coming later today, so we're certainly, um, certainly trying our best, Nick.
0: Do you think this will stir up a bit of vaccine hesitancy?
1: I really hope it doesn't, and that, that to be honest, is something I am a little bit concerned about when it comes to that story. Um, it, it is a tricky one because, you you know, it's obviously in the public interest that people know that there were five uh, people in Highbrook who may not have been vaccinated properly, if at all. Uh, but obviously you don't want people going, oh, I don't know if I should go and get a vaccine then. Um, I just encourage people listening, um, yep, we've got to get to the bottom of exactly how that happened, but the vaccine is safe, it works, it will protect you and your family, so please go and get vaccinated. Everyone um, 30-plus can book a vaccine now, and from the 1st of September, which is next week, everyone in the country is able to book. Um, So please do so, and please get your kids vaccinated too.
0: What does the government have to do right now to make it right?
1: In terms of the vaccine rollout?
0: No, to to let us know and keep us informed of what's going on. You've mentioned the the non-contacts and the high-risk people. They've just
1: got to be much more upfront around the contact tracing um, metrics. That's going to be absolutely critical. Um, I mean, another another thing, for, for example, is we don't know how many of the people who um, have been, who have been tested positive so far, so it's 210 now. Um, I asked them yesterday how many of them have been vaccinated. They don't know. Um, they say they'll tell us eventually, but I find that pretty staggering that they don't know. So there just needs to be a lot more transparent around the contact tracing, around the vaccination metric, um, and around uh, what the modelling shows as to how big this uh outbreak is potentially going to be. We've heard this morning that potentially up to a 1,000, um, and that's obviously really concerning.
0: Do you feel the information is is uh, less um, forthcoming than it was during the lockdown last time?
1: It does feel like that to me, um, and I think, to be honest, it's because the speed of this one has just overwhelmed everyone, and I think that goes to the lack of planning. I mean, we found out um, yesterday that there are people who have tested positive um, who are waiting who go into quarantine and they're just waiting in their homes um, even after they've tested positive and they've been waiting over a day, um, that, that is something I think that smacks of poor planning. Um, likewise, the, the contact tracing capabilities just obviously being overwhelmed. You know, We've got 7,000 or so um, close contacts who haven't even been contacted yet. Um, so I think there's been a lack of planning and I think uh, they've just been sort of overwhelmed by it all and you're seeing that a little bit in the information flow which is just not really forthcoming.
0: We've been getting a couple of texts, and I've got one that I haven't read yet, but I am about to read that are mentioning that uh, these uh, vaccination days at Porirua that are aimed at the Maori and Pacifica, and one at Levin that happened yesterday, the same thing. We're getting a few uh, messages through, texts through that are finding them racist. What's your comment to that?
1: Uh, well, I'm not quite sure why they would be racist. I mean, the key is everyone needs to be vaccinated. So there are, there are particular... Um, uh, facilities and vaccination centres targeted at our, at our Maori and Pacifica populations. And um, though the rates of um, vaccination amongst those ethnicities do lag below uh, the national average. And, um, you know, we're not all protected until everyone is protected or as many people as possible are protected. So I just encourage people to make sure that they um, go and get vaccinated. And, um, you know, um, everyone can go and get vaccinated at all sorts of different places. The Wainui Marae. Wainui Amada, for example, um, they would be vaccinating anyone who, who turns up, even though it's on a marae. So um, people might think, oh, well, why is it, a, you know, why is it being done on a marae? Um, it's because it's a big community hub. Um, and I know, I know hundreds of people who've um, you know, actually ventured over the hill from the hut to um, the Wainui Marae and been vaccinated there. And the fact that it's on a marae is neither here nor there. It's just a place, a large community gathering space and people can go and do it there.
0: Is there any reason why that we don't get more uh, transparency on the updates at more regularly than just one o'clock? Is there any reason why that doesn't happen? Why isn't there not a website that tells us continuously updates us? I mean, for Wellingtonians, we're thinking of like when the area areas of concern places of concern, we we were finding about them two days later. It was not not quick enough.
1: No, it's not quick enough. I agree with you on that. And I should just say that the contact traces. Are doing, are doing, you know, they're really working hard. It's just there's not enough of them. That's one of the problems. But the ones that we have are doing an amazing job, working hard. But um, it it is, it is taking a long time. I know there was frustration amongst Wellingtonians because they contacted me to tell me about the uh, length of time, particularly in the early days of this latest outbreak, to get the locations in Wellington. I I think it's just a matter of. practicality they do it every you know twenty four hours the updates, um, but now we've got the contact tracing going up every two hours um, on a schedule which is which is good the, the locations of interest I should say it's a good thing um, that, that probably should have started happening um, earlier, um, but we've now got that going, which is good but yeah it would be good to get more information but you know, it's a, it's a case of uh, they want to control the message flow a bit at one o'clock don't they
0: they do absolutely. I appreciate your time, Chris. Uh, thanks for f- thanks for coming on on the phone. And uh, yeah, let's hope that uh, common sense carries on, and we uh, do get the information that we require, and, and it's and it is uh, honest and transparent. Chris Bishop, yeah. the national spokesman for COVID nineteen.